Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. When a fortune teller predicted trouble, he didn't realize how soon it would arrive or for whom. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. A private detective like me, Jerry Browning, always expects trouble from people looking for a fast fortune. I don't go to many parties, but I always enjoy the ones that John Kane gives. Folks, I've got a surprise tonight. The masked marvel to tell all our fortunes. A door behind John opened, and a tall, masked figure walked into the room. It's all in fun, folks, but you'll find he's sensational. Mrs. Kane and I watched him work at the Green Lantern Club. The masked marble bowed, then held a gloved hand over Mrs. Kane's head. For you, madam, I predict a happy surprise. You will soon receive a gift, a magnificent jewel. Didn't I tell you, folks, the guy's terrific. This was supposed to be a secret, but... Kane reached into his pocket, pulled out an emerald brooch, gave it to his wife. After that, the masked marvel was a busy man. He predicted weddings, smart business deals, unexpected voyages. Then it was the host's turn. I am sorry, sir. I cannot predict your future. Your time is terribly short. You must excuse me. The other guests were too surprised to do anything but clack their tongues. But I followed the masked marvel outside... Because I don't hold still for that kind of prediction, not even in fun. I caught up with the masked marvel in the shrubbery flanking the garage. He lay face down on the ground with a knife in his back. A fortune teller's prediction of sudden death came through with his own murder. Lieutenant Dawson of Homicide and Doc Gilliland, the coroner, inspected the body on the ground. Doc, you look it over while Jerry and I talk to the people in the house. See you later. While Dawson started asking questions, I walked over to the host, John Kane. John, you looked mighty relieved when you heard the masked marvel was dead. How come? I'm sorry, Jerry, but after that weird stuff he predicted about me... Well, now maybe it won't come true. John, I'm surprised at you. A hard-headed businessman falling for tripe like that. That's all I had a chance to say, because just then Doc Gilliland came tearing in. Jerry, when did you say you found the body? About half an hour ago at 9.30. Why? Because rigor mortis is well established. That man has been dead for at least four hours. That's impossible, Doctor. The masked marvel was in here telling fortunes less than an hour ago. Gilliland shrugged. Not this masked marvel. He's been dead for hours. Who was this fortune teller anyway? A team? Could be, Dawson. I turned to John. Where did you find him? Well, I told you before, the Green Lantern Club. My wife and I went there one evening with Tom Bolton, my wife's nephew. Tom's here. I'll prove it to you. John brought Bolton over, and he confirmed the story. Uncle John got a kick out of fortune telling, so I took him over to the club to catch the masked marvels act one evening last week. That's right. And I hired him to entertain you tonight. Dawson... You hold these people here while I go over to the Green Lantern and check at that end. 
The Green Lantern was a dingy cellar that seemed to specialize in bored waiters and empty tables. After a while, I found the manager dozing in his office. The masked marvel in attraction. That creep? Don't make me laugh. The only thing marvelous about him is his capacity for liquor. I think I'll close this dump and go drive a taxi for a living. Why don't you keep him on, Mr. Collins? Because he was cheap. And you gotta have some attraction. His real name was Tony Russell. I left Collins staring morosely at the ceiling and drove on back to the Kane home. How'd you do, Jerry? Not good. What have you found? Not a thing. I can't figure why anybody would kill a fortune teller and then take his place. I've got an idea. I went outside, cornered John Kane. John, I want you to think. Who, besides you and the jeweler, knew that you were buying that emerald brooch for your wife? Why, uh, my nephew, Tom Bolton, I mentioned it to him yesterday. From behind me, I heard Dawson's grim voice. Bolton, you're under arrest for murder. I went down to headquarters with Dawson and his prisoner, where Bolton made only one statement, a demand for a lawyer. Dawson, he may be guilty, but I think you jumped the gun. There's no real evidence against Bolton except his knowledge about that brooch. That's enough for me, Jerry. Bolton killed the masked marble, then took his place and told people a lot of stuff about themselves that only he could have known. Okay, but why? And why that fatal prediction against his uncle? To scare the old boy, I guess. Good night, Jerry. I wasn't fully satisfied, so I went back to the deserted little nightclub. You again. Who's dead this time? Nobody, Mr. Collins. It occurred to me after I left, you, uh, you want to sell out. Pal of mine's looking to buy a joint like this. So I thought I'd take a look at your books, operating expenses, and so on. I don't want to sell. That was just talk. I'll bet you don't. The joint is empty tonight because it was the masked marvel's night off. You sent him out on these private dates to meet fresh customers that he could lure down here with scary predictions. So what? That's good business. Yeah, if it's only business. But suppose you've got other guys like Tom Bolton who need money. Give them a few bucks for inside info that you can slip your fortune teller. Then when the moneyed suckers come down here, you'll really clip them. Two ways. First in the joint, then with progressive blackmail. Except that you were getting worried about your fortune teller. He'd been hitting the bottle and was threatening to talk. So you killed him and took his place tonight. <laughs> Collins tried to get past me, but he never had a chance. I took him down to headquarters where Bolton's lawyer arrived a bit later. My client feels himself partly to blame in this murder and is willing to make a full statement. Okay, but we've already figured out where he stood in it. Sure we did. I only arrested him to scare him. <laughs> that was all. Bolton confessed that he'd been acting as a feeder for Collins and the fortune teller, and he got off easy. Collins drew a life sentence for murder. Like I said, when people try to make a fast fortune... It generally turns out to be their unlucky day. <laughs>